Vermeer with the goal. I don't believe it. David Beckham scores the goal to take England all the way to the World Cup Finals. And Scholes gets forward, he's got Heskey on for the pass. England are in again, it's Emil Heskey! Here's another Owen run. He's going to worry them again. It's a great run by Michael Owen, and he might finish it off. Oh, it's a wonderful goal! It's Kieran Trippier. It's Kieran Trippier's first goal for England is in a World Cup semi-final inside five minutes. And here comes Percy, but some fibbler on the pitch. They think it's all over. What's up guys, welcome back to Pitting Power Podcast, I'm your host Ed Dowling, with me today, I've got Temi in the top left, how's it going? Hello. And in the bottom, I've got Ed Dixon, what is happening howdy. down there? Very good stuff, very good stuff, I've not had that howdy in a long, long ass time. Yeah, I've not been on in a while to be fair, it's been, um, it's been too been long. Heavy. It's been too long. It's been too long. But today we will be previewing England's game tomorrow with Croatia. We're going to talk about the Euros in general, and we're going to answer your questions that you sent into us on what was it Tuesday? Probably Tuesday. And yeah, let's go with Tuesday. We'll just go with that. We'll just go with that. Anyway, guys. So one we're one game, two games in now. At the time of recording, we just I think Wales versus. Switzerland has just ended. How are you feeling about about the whole competition so far? I mean, uh, I'm getting the fever in a big way now. Mm. Uh, it's re- it's really getting me. I don't know. Waiting up on a Saturday, doing absolutely nothing until two, so I can watch a, a meaningless game, get thoroughly invested in it, and then like try and rush around and, and figure out everything I have to do in the window before the next one, and then the next one, and that's every day. Oh, I love it. Day. I love it. I'm I'm similar. I'm pumped, you know, man. Yeah, Football yeah. every day for a month. I can just structure my my days, my weeks around <laughs> just when I'm going to be watching football matches that mean absolutely nothing to me. Mm. It's, Honestly, there's nothing game, quite like it. That game yesterday, um, Italy versus Turkey, when Bocelli was singing that that song, Nessun Dorma, whatever it is. I don't I don't know any of the words. You best believe I was screaming whatever nonsense <laughs> I thought that that song said that like. Um, yeah, the little car, yeah, you know, it was chock full, chock full of uh entertainment, even though the game I thought itself wasn't amazing to be fair. Um, it's great, it's absolutely great to be to be back, back at it's, it's funny with the It's funny with the Euros because it doesn't take itself nearly as seriously as the World Cup does. Europeans are so funny, it's like it's the World Cup and Eurovision's love child almost, like, yeah, it's so silly at the same time as being so serious. It's just a bit jokes, isn't it? Yeah. And one of the critical things we'll get into is England have never won this competition. Never. Which I find not actually that shocking, to be fair. I don't think we historically aren't really that good. Um, but this year's going to be different, obviously. And I think that leads us quite nicely into tomorrow's game. Croatia, this is the last serious international game we played, really. or well, qualifiers doesn't count. Was against Croatia. So it's kind of funny how these things come full circle. Mm. And Chris, get your guys' general thoughts. What do, what do you think's happening in this one? Are we confident? Are we are we nervous? I'm definitely nervous. I mean, if you are nervous, then there's something wrong with you, personally. 
I mean, in my heart, we'll have him on toast. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. But in my head, it's like, oh, KG, KG. We didn't look amazing in the in the friendlies. We didn't look amazing, no. But we didn't look. I think you know, in our friendlies, we had some of our best players playing, and in fact, quite a few of them were playing in the Champions League final, which shows their quality, and so weren't back, right? And I just think if we can get them all on the pitch, that's an unbe- that's an unbelievable side. Hmm. Um, so I don't want the friendlies to to dampen anyone's enthusiasm at all because I thought they might because we didn't look amazing. But you know, loads of the players that were playing in those games didn't even like. Uh, they're now sat at home. Mm, like mm. people like Ollie Watkins. Very true. Very true. Uh, uh, I don't care whether or not he set the world alight. Doesn't bother me at all. It's um, so yeah, no, I'm very excited. You have to remember the the, the Croatia of 2018 and not the Croatia of 2021. That no. generation, they they've lost it now. Mandzukic well past it. Perisic getting to that point. Modric now he's 35, isn't he? Well, I think he probably be older. Yeah, he's old, old so, man. Rakitic is older. Mm-hmm. Kovacic has never really been all that for me. There's not no. that much there. I think we we're talking be. about these players. Haven't some of them retired as well? I, feel, I don't feel like Mandzukic is even in this tournament. I could be no. wrong. But what I mean is, what I mean is that Croatia side in 2018 that was causing so many problems. That's not. It's not that team anymore. No, they were old. And then, we, we've really improved while they've gone the other way. Yeah. So I don't. I don't think. I don't think they'll cause us too many problems. I think they. I think mentally. I think. The underdog sort of situation they've got going on because they're a very small country. I think it, it that can play into their hand a little bit in terms of they always. I thought especially with the World Cup, they put in such great performances and they were so they were so about. It. I don't I don't know what better way to put it really. Whereas England were a bit disjointed at some points in the last World Cup. We played very well, but like Croatia, you could just tell they will they will die on the pitch for that you know tiny ass country. But I just think the talent isn't there anymore, to be honest. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing with tomorrow, which we'll see with England, is if we go out and we just destroy Croatia like 3-0, I don't think it's going to happen like that. People are going to get very, very excited. People are going to get, yeah. okay. If it's edgy, a bit cagey, it's a 1-1 or something like that, um, which, to be honest, is, is more what I think is going to happen. Uh, I think that's, that's, that's sort of our baseline. That's our base. That's what we're used to as England fans. Mm. Um but this is a huge test. It's the biggest test in the group by by a million miles, in my opinion. Here's, here's why I think, um, it, no matter how far we go, I think this is the biggest game. Um, and that sounds like a backwards thought. But what I mean by that is Croatia are a team that have gotten themselves some respect. And as you say, because I think we've got far superior quality to them, if we go out and we beat them 3-4-0, that changes how all the other good teams play against us. They're now worried yeah. about us. And we'll just get that confidence to play our game. And that's the only way we're going to do anything at this tournament is if we get those players, you can get the ball down and play and let them have the freedom to do that. Um, so if if we went out and absolutely mullered Croatia or at least dominated the game in a big way, 2-0, 3-0, that sort of thing, I think it changes the entire tournament. And it's a risk we can take because it's a game we can afford to lose. Obviously, you, not, you never want to lose. No. It's a game we can afford to lose and still probably have a quite comfortable route through the group. So I, I, I if I'm if I'm Southgate, I'm really tempted to just try it. Just go, yeah. just go, ha- play a bit of volleyball, have some fun with it. <laughs> I just think, yeah, I mean, I just think that, you know Southgate just really does. I don't think he thinks like that. 
No, you can look at it. You can look at it from the other perspective, as in we go out there and we don't win that game. You know, God forbid we lose that game. Um, that that bubbling negativity that you do get with England really will rise to the surface, and it could potentially disrupt the whole tournament. Um, that's that is. I think that's a perspective from which he could possibly see that. And obviously, he's literally doing it as well. He's picking mm. the team, mm. um, and I think he's generally quite a risk risk averse kind of guy. Yeah, he is. From what we've seen. You know, so uh, you know. I hope he goes out there. I hope we just go out there and he, he just says, you know, just fucking have some fun. But I, just, mm. I, th- I don't think they're going to have a lot of fun. I really no. don't. But I, mean, I don't want to be negative. But the thing is, though, they're not. They're not a great side. They're not. They're no. not. They're not an unbelievable team, Croatia. They're really not. I promise you. Um. So I don't know. He's not. He's not an idiot. He w- he'll make. Don't be surprised to see Calvin Phillips. I won't be. Um, I'll be upset. I'll be upset, <laughs> but... but I won't be. Su- I won't be surprised. Because Hen- Henderson's not fit, and he does yeah. love the the protection of Evan too, especially. But I'd always you know, have. I'd always have Jude Bellingham. I'd always. I'd always have Jude like, Bellingham. Like I don't get me wrong. Even it, like watching the friendlies, even though they're just friendlies, I was on the verge of like, oh, you know, Jude over Henderson. Don't even care. I thought he looked great. <laughs> I, 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 lo- I love Jude Bellingham. I, I think he's great. And with the protection of Rice, I think he's the exact player we need in yeah. the midfield mm. to then have another out-and-out sort of creative midfielder, maybe a mount, uh, not, not so much a greener. She's not really a midfielder, but you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Um, but those cent- the centre-back problem sort of gets rid of the possibility of that for me. Yeah. Right, if right. we had Harry and John full, like... And I'm going to first name people a lot this tournament because it's <laughs> Uh, like full fitness, raring to go, then I think Southgate would feel a lot more confident putting out a bit more of a like a creative midfield. But yeah, it it, it will be Phillips and Rice. I'm sorry, it will. Um, you think? Because, well, mm. that's if we don't play five at least. Which I think you're right. I I do think you're right. I don't. I really. I've made my peace with Phillips. To be honest, I think he's there. We just have to get used to it now. Um, and if it's at the expense of a good game against Croatia and we just sort of scrape through, we draw of them, fine, I guess, as long as we just get through the group comfortably. It's not personally what I would like to see, but, you know, being an England fan, it's not about what you want to see. It's about compromise. It's about just getting through it, basically. It's, it's about getting through it. <laughs> I, think, I think the thing is, though, like, in my head, I know it's going to happen, but I also think this Croatia game could be so huge for like the team's mentality, like yeah. moving forward in the tournament. Like if we do go out there and like beat the team that knocked us out of the world cup, it, like it's very like, it's like symbolic of us, like being a better team. I think, and I think it's something that people could really get behind. Yeah. I think but little moments like, and symbols and, and things like that, as silly as they are, so important in a tournament. Yeah, mm. something that defines sort of an era of of a of a national team's uh, ability and success. Oh, it's seven games of football. Yeah, you know, like, I was literally about to say there's only seven games tops. After, you've after got to give you've got to give it your all. Exactly. I know it's not the same situation, but like after seven games of the Premier League, was it Southampton top of the league? It's seven mm. games of football. Anything can really happen. And that's Max. So I think it's it's very different from the World Cup. Obviously, the conspe- the comparisons are are valid, but 
I remember going into the 2018 World Cup, England were definitely not favourites. And we almost, it was like a start of a new generation of new manager. The whole spine was different. Most of those players had never played for England in a, in a tournament before. And we were just like, look, it was so bad. Because obviously 2016 was only two years prior and that was miserable. Which, you know, just go out there and have some fun, basically. We'll support you. And we got as far as we did. But now it's a bit like, ooh, we're slipping back into that England are actually really good mm. sort of thing. And we should be winning stuff, which is always a bit of a dangerous bit of territory for me. Um, especially because we've had better teams and not achieved. You just can't think like that. You just can't think like that. No. I can just see, you know, I can just see 5 0 tomorrow. I can just see it. I can see that. But I can also see 1 0 Croatia. Like penalty. You know, uh, fucking John Stone's yeah, like, so that's some BS. I just can just see that as well. But I want to get you guys' score predictions for this one. What are we saying? I, I don't think it's going to be high scoring. I really don't. My score prediction for tomorrow is 3 0 England. Whew. I was going to say 2 0 and like say, oh yeah, but I know I'm being really positive there. Uh, <laughs> 3 0 England. That's. I will say, I don't, I'm going to predict now that I don't think Croatia are going to have a good tournament. No. Um, I'm going to say 2 1 England. I think it'll be cagey, nervous, very tight, but I think we'll get through it in the end because I think we've just got so much quality. And, you know, and now we actually have proven players in the international stage that we know yeah. can do it. Um, you know, your Canes, your Pickfords, to be fair, your Pickfords. Um, and there's others, people like Foden and Grealish. I think they're so good. Like, how can they fail? Yeah, they're that, so good. That, and they're so, such a curse, but, uh, but they're so they proven on the biggest of stages. Mm. Mount. Oh, Mount, oh, yeah. Guys, be fine. It's like, so. I mean, that's the thing. Mount, like, Mount showed, like, Real Madrid's midfield. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely, and I just and this think, is like only one of those three. When I say when I say uh, a three nil, I don't I don't mean the three nil where we blitz them for ninety minutes. I mean a three nil probably where all three of our goals come in the second half. You have to remember we've got we've got five substitutions, and we've got a very strong bench. Whatever we play, mm. we've got mm. a very. very I think we've, we've got bench. like a we've got like a range of ways that we can like set up to attack a team. Mm. Like we've got, we're like we've got plenty of runners. We've got plenty of like on the ball players. Right. We, I mean, we've even got going back to the World Cup. We've just got tall people. Who yeah, can get on the end of corners. We've got oh real quality. I wish Harry, I wish Harry Maguire was back. To be fair, I really think yeah. he he would give me a lot more confidence for him being yeah, in there for sure. But we're all positive, so you know, mark it down when this comes out. The Pace and Power podcast, we are a very post- positive outlook here before the tournament starts. So it'll be very interesting to see when we do the review of, uh, of tomorrow's game, uh, how exactly we'll be feeling then. I oh. think it'll be a good one. I think, you know, as you said to me, all the omens aligning for our retribution. And yeah, I, I really want to beat Croatia. I really want to beat them. You know, I remember seeing seeing their celebrations when they got to the final, all the stuff, all the all the shit they were chatting after that. And yeah, fair enough. Should have been Croatia, me. But like, but that was a disgrace, and this time it's personal. All right. Mm. Shall we do some, some listeners' questions? Because we've got quite a few to get through, to be fair, today. And these are all England. I've actually realised, apart from maybe one, all of these sort of England base, which is quite nice. Yeah, we're going to kick things off with one from Charlie, Charlie Avery of the Manicdotes podcast. Check that out. And he asked, will we be missing the X factor of War Price's tasty deliveries? Um, 
I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go above you guys and say, yep, yeah, here we are. Next question. Uh, how could we not? You know, this guy's a how guy's how could deadly. you not? It's not just deliveries either. I mean, if because yeah, fr- from either side, like a free mm. kick either side or a corner, those deliveries are always brilliant. I was watching yeah. the um, the last uh, warm up game with Charlie, and we were just like we were we were laughing because literally every time the ball was unbelievable. Like every time, it's exactly where exactly where you want the ball to go in, and in a tournament, Jesus, like mm. we saw last time just how important that can be mm. and I just think we, we were able to take 26 there must have been somewhere we could fit this guy in I oh, I don't know I don't know why Ben White's been brought in instead of him because like it's not I don't think we're going to be like hamstrung by not having Ward Prowse like we'll get by fine mm. but I think especially in tournament football there's just something about the idea that anytime you like win a free kick within 40 yards of the goal, mm. something could happen, you know? Mm. I think he's so unfortunate, to be fair. So ben White, fair play to him, but I don't think he'll be getting a lot of minutes. So I think more Prowse realistically could be getting minutes if he was on the on the plane, which is so, I think, yeah, to, to you know, long story short, I think how could we not miss someone who is one of the best free kick takers in the world? I, I think, think he is that. the best at the, at the moment. I think he's yeah. the best. You think he's that good? I think he's the best. Every single time he he he's holding that ball, and we've probably all seen it against our clubs as well. Yeah. Every oh. single time he's holding the ball and he's putting it down, the opposition are thinking, "Oh, oh shit." <laughs> yeah. And he's been like this. His reputation as being a set piece sort of guy. I, I was gonna say merchant, but I, know, I, want, to, I want to support him. Um, he's uh, that's been his reputation. Like since I you know knew he was a footballer, that's what he's been associated with that title. So it's something clearly he's been fucking good at for a long time. We've all seen it. Um, and yeah, I think it's a bit short-sighted, personally, leaving him at home. But, but, but then I think, I think just even, not even just as a set-piece merchant, though, because, like, he was so good on the ball in that yeah, last, that last one-up game. He was really good. And he was he was making tackles backwards as well. And while I'm, I don't think we'll be crippled by it or anything like that, no. it probably does make more sense to bring Ben White in because of the defence. I think what's probably happened is Southgate's watched Tyrone Mings and thought, oh, no. Fucking hell. <laughs> um, has to get another one. And ben, ben White was really good in those games as well. I'm not even saying at the expense of White. I'm not really sure who I think should really be dropping out of that, but surely there's yeah. got to yeah. be a place for someone. I, I have a problem with that. the three goalkeeper squad. I just don't see the point. I, I just, you should have bring two, and then you should have one like on retainer, basically, if on something retainer. catastrophic happens. So it's just it's, the, the tournament quality is worsened because you have to bring three goalies, which 99% of the time, two of them are never playing. So what's mm. why? Yeah, why but do I, just, that? I just think if you did only bring two keepers, it's sod's law that want to get yeah. injured and want to get like <laughs> a, like Pickford would get a red card for some like absolute lawless challenge. Yeah. And then your, well, next, I mean, and your next one's getting injured without a doubt. And then you end up with Carl Walker in goal for uh, like six oh, games. I'd love that. I'd love that. Anyway, that's a great question, Charlie, but I think the answer is pretty unanimous. Yes, we will be missing. Yeah. Be missing that, that goodness. And then James here asks, which member of the team is going to make the most embarrassing mistake and how bad is it going to be? Oh, I think there's so many candidates. I think that's a really so good question. Let, let's just let's throw out our ideas, then we'll come to sort of a unanimous agreement. 
You the always think that... a goalkeeper mm, mm. since 2010. <laughs> yeah, no, very that much. That tournament so. anxiety around your goalkeeper has been real for England fans. Um, and then, I think like, we've got a better caliber of keepers since then, but it's always there. World class. No. We've been crying out for a world class England goalkeeper for a while. I remember Hart in 2016. Just some of the goals he was letting in. It, he didn't make any howlers per se, but he never looked like yeah. saving the shot. The Iceland game was, he was shocking in that game. I remember terrible. The bail free kick as well in the in the group stage should have saved it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, uh, and Pickford's so disaster prone in general. Mm. Though when he puts on an England shirt, I do fancy him a bit. I'm yeah, like, oh. it is a bit different gravy, isn't it, with him? Yeah. I'm yeah. gonna say I'm gonna say John Stones, and I think it's gonna be a hideous back pass. Oh, he's got a hideous back pass in him. He has got it in him. It'll be, it won't, it'll be against like Scotland though. Scotland will pull one back, I think, Mm. through just idiocy. So you don't, you don't think it'll be tournament crippling the big mistake that happens because there's going to be one. In my, in my, in my head, I can't, I can't even like think about the idea of like a tournament crippling mistake from one player on our team. I can't, I can't even like, I can't even flirt with the idea of that happening. It's not allowed. No, I, I'm, we really scared. I'm really scared that Luke Shaw might try a back pass. Just something a bit wrong. Maybe he goes on a run and loses it in a terrible place. No, you know what it is? Yeah. I'm saying it right now. I'm saying it right now. Luke Shaw is going to have a great, a great consistent tournament. And I don't think he won't deviate from being very good every single game. And I know that's absolute curse. Very sorry about that, Luke. But <laughs> I just, I just, it's just something about him just, at the moment, it just strikes me as like, this guy is just going to, he's just going to play it well. Yeah, he's, on, he's, um, he's really, really on it at the moment. Really on it. I can see Sterling missing a really easy chance. Yeah, I was... Oh, I was Sterling's going to miss some... That some was, that was my next does. one. Like, the four, he's not been in great form. He's going to need some confidence. And if he misses a shot, it's going to start trickling away. I uh, Obviously, this doesn't matter at all, but I'm going to tell the story anyway. I've been trying to win the Euros on FIFA on Ultimate for a while now, uh, making the <laughs> tournament, trying to win it. Yeah. Um, been playing sort of a weird formation, trying different things. Anyway... I felt like I was I was giving Raheem Sterling a bit of hard time. Brought him on, needed something against Spain semi final. Yeah. And uh, last minute, like one all, last minute, Kane actually squares it to Sterling. Like we all <laughs> dreamed he had. And Sterling puts it over the bar, as in goal gaping. I don't know how he did it. I tapped, I tapped <laughs> the Sterling button, I swear down. And I just thought, I'm seeing exactly that happen in real life. Exactly and people that. say FIFA's not. You heard it here first. <laughs> I hope he does well because I feel like his his, his career is not in the balance or anything like that. But if he has another ooh, really poor tournament, I, I think ooh, it could be a bit. It could be in danger zone for him a little bit. Once you start getting linked with Arsenal, it's going downhill. Ooh. We don't like that because his last tournament was so. I thought, look, he um, the person we had on from from uh, TFM. What was his name again? Sorry, remind me. Yeah, Christian. Really good episode, really fun. Uh, but he was saying something, because I wasn't in that episode, I listened back, about how Sterling always makes England look like they could do something. And I understand yeah. I understand what he means by that, the quality that he brings. But it's almost that showing the potential to do something and then letting us down over and over again yeah. that I think is hurting him now. And he's he's on the Queen's honours list. He's getting an MBE, um, which, I think, which I think he richly deserves, by the way. Mm. Um I just really want a good tournament from him. Not in a city shirt. Just go out. And yeah. Again, I say this a lot, but it was only two years ago I was saying he was the third best player in the world. I don't yeah, know exactly. where that Sterling has gone. 
I just I just want to back him. And the thing is, like he I don't think he deserves to be on the plane, but I have no problem with him being there because I just I just want to I want him to do well and I know he's capable. Um I know he's gonna play most of the games as well. Yeah, he will. He but will. in the context of this conversation, I can see him doing something catastrophically embarrassing. It's a thing. Mm. So Raheem, please God, please God play well. But yeah, Good thank you for that you, one, mate. James. Um great question. Very mm. uh, obviously, I don't want to be no demons, no no bad energies here before before the England game. But you know, we got to talk about these things. Chris, friend of the podcast, Chris Rose asks, "Will this tournament be the beginning for a Grealish Foden Kane domination, both domestically and internationally?" I mean, um, <laughs> fucking hope so, mate. <laughs> well, ob- so. obviously, not domestically. I do not hope so domestically. <laughs> well. Because we know that would be happening at City. This is Villa. <laughs> I, I want literally everything good that could possibly happen. I want that. Mm. I want it to happen for that prayer. Um, Foden's a City player, but I love. I love him. Yeah, um, I love him. Kane, look, what a player! He's the reason I don't think it'll be a start for him is because. He's His domination's already, already begun. Yeah, he's proved he's himself as he's mm. dominated. He dominated the last World Cup, and he's dominated in the Premier League and the Champions mm. League. So Kane's domination is already set. As uh, what Chris, I guess, is what Chris is referring to is that being like a sort of uh, what is that BBC sort of situation going on? There, yeah, like MSN situation going on, where it's like they're known as like a big three. Um, I love the idea of it. It's what I would l- want to see play, but I I don't think the three of them are going to be starting and. That's no. why I'd have to say no. I don't think but that's going to be again, our front three. That's why I think this tournament is so different. Just the difference between being able to make five subs and three. Like, yeah, very true. How early you can bring on a player changes so mm. much. So I think even if they aren't what's in, in Southgate's mind right now, just imagine if Kane doesn't try to drop too deep and occupy the same space, which I know was Ed's worry. Mm. If, if Kane almost goes in behind, because he does have a, a bit of a turn of pace, with those two just just sort of mm. dancing, basically, behind it's him, so twerking. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I just... I can't see it going wrong. I just That's think... Well it's such a tantalising prospect that, like, I almost am not going to let myself think about it because it's so... You think about it, it's just like, that is the best thing ever. And I do think, like, 15, 10, 15 years ago, when football was a bit more... As the way I say, a bit more techie a bit more not really rely on pace but more on skillful players mm, um yeah. i think that is that that would be the best one in the world uh i think with today's game it's a bit different you need runners in behind you need directness of which these guys are all very direct but to answer your question chris yes I don't. I yes. don't, but I, I, I think so. And you know, it's I don't even home. think you do, Ed. But, no, not you know. at all. <laughs> no, and, the, and the only reason I'm saying no is because I think football recently has made me inherently negative. You know, being a Spurs, mm-hmm. being a Spurs fan and an English guy, it, like, of course I'm going to think like that. You know, if I was if I was Spanish and I loved Barcelona and all this, yeah, sure, I'd be believing, I'd be believing in these dreams, but I can't believe in these dreams. But with yeah. this one, I think it's going to mark a, a change for England. And I think this is going to be our tournament that's coming home, frankly. Because if we break why. that duck, we could start to dominate for a while. If we mm. actually do it, if we go and win one, Patrick Vieira, prick, was saying yeah, yesterday about, 
about uh, England being the Tottenham of, of national tournaments and not being able to do it. Uh, which I'm sorry, Ed, must be a frankly horrible sentence. <laughs> but but um, like, if we just did it once, actually mm. went and did it, brand new players basically, Kane leading it. Oh God, we could we could dominate for a bit. Yeah, and it'd be it'd be an amazing feeling, obviously, because you know in our lifetimes England have been nothing short of no. hot shit. But yeah, great question. Chris, we, we all hope so, of course, but the likelihood of it, I just think, you know, Southgate being the kind of negative guy he is, and I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure. Right, next question. And this one is from the Football Musketeer podcast. Shout out to them. Shout out to Christian. And they ask, who should partner Rice in midfield? And has Grealish made himself undroppable? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Great question. Ooh. Great questions. Should I think the who the, should and who would one. is different. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's deal with Rice first. And as I said, I think who should and who would are very, very different uh, conversations. Um, I think if we just go around, I'm gonna say Bellingham. We established this before earlier. It, it to me, the things I want from a midfield. You got Rice, sort of, you know, covering the defense, sweeping up stuff, and you got Bellingham, who's the direct central midfielder who can do a bit of dirty work, but mainly his job is to transition from defence to attack. Timmy, what are you saying? Bellingham. Bellingham, yeah, obviously. Um, What player? Um, Mm. He he would be the one for me who would really run the game. Um, Mount sort of could do it, but I don't think he could do as much of the dirty work as Bellingham can. You know, for a 17-year-old, Bellingham's got quite, quite a lot, he's got quite a stature to him. He's very tall. He's big. Uh, big, Even though he's quite skinny, he's quite strong. I've seen him brush players off quite a lot. Uh, and he can ride a challenge and he can win a ball back. Um, so, yeah, Bellingham, Bellingham. Yeah. Dixon? Really boring this. I was going to say Bellingham as well. I just think he does it all. <laughs> I just think he does it all. Yeah, yeah well, it's testament, to, it's testament to Bellingham's talents. And, you know, with me, I, I'd want Mount a little bit more advanced. I want him sort of at that near that 10 role, yeah, basically. for sure. Um, but, yeah, get Judy in there. We love him. And then, so the, the latter part of this question is: Has Grealish's form made him undroppable? No, I'd say I'd say no. Yeah, I'd agree. With not you. for not for Southgate. I think it should make him undroppable. I don't mm. think I don't think they're not undroppable. Like as in, if he has a poor first couple of games, then he shouldn't be dropped. Of course, anyone should. There's there's that much talent in the team. Apart from Kane, there's no one I wouldn't. I would, I would be like, no, never drop them. Yeah, but, but like, I mean, I think he should, he should be starting definitely. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I think with Grealish, it's undroppable. Maybe if we could change sort of that word, because un- I think undroppable is like, I don't think he's established himself quite to that level yet. Um, to the sense, of I like- think if he starts like the majority of games in this tournament and balls out, I think then he would be undroppable for. World Cup, assuming he mm, carries on the mm. form. Like once, if he if he proves himself on the international stage, I think he would then become like a a nailed on. But I think for now, I don't know. We've just got options on the left, you know. When we were, when we were talking about our breakout stars, I'm surprised we did lots of episodes of the plane. Surprised yeah. not anyone's a greatish. I didn't either. Um, and it's because he's a bit older. And we've obviously all known about him for a long time, mm. but. 
for someone who plays for Aston Villa, so obviously hasn't really shut, hasn't ever really been seen on the European stage, never never been seen internationally in a tournament. For someone of his ability that can grab a game like he can, he probably is is the best shout at being the breakout star of the tournament. Get get that worldwide acclaim because people probably don't know about him as much as we do. No, and they're about to find out. No, I think yeah, there'll, there'll be guys out there that don't watch Premier League, you know, big football fans, and they'll be like, who the, who the hell is this guy? Who the hell is this saucy motherfucker? We'll be like, mm. yeah, we knew, we knew about Brummy Jack the whole time. Um, so I'm, a, is he on drop ball? Just yes or no answer with this one. For me, undroppable because I love him and he's got sauce. For Gareth, obviously not. Because the thing is, what changes this discussion for me and makes it difficult is that you don't even know if he's going to start against Croatia. You don't yeah. even, you don't know. Oh you, you don't, I know that Kane's starting. I know that Luke Shaw, I don't know that. I only know that uh, Kane's starting, know. really. Yeah. We don't know. I, was, you I, know was that, I think you know Rice is starting and I think you know Kane is starting. We know Rice is starting. We know so, Kane's starting, but I think that's the difference between us and most of the other major contenders for this tournament, which I think we are one of. Mm. Um, we all know their best teams. We all know, basically, at least nine of the 11 they're going to start. Yeah. Mm. <sighs> yeah, as we say, two names for sure on that team sheet. We don't know who's going to be in goal. We don't know who <laughs> who's going to play right back, centre back. Stones will play. That's another one. We yeah, know. actually, Stones will play. Rice will play. No idea what else is happening in the in in that midfield. No idea who's playing with Kane up there. So yeah, who knows? <laughs> oh yeah, I think um, very interesting question though from from Football Musketeers. Appreciate that. It's it will be interesting. It'll be interesting to see. I think this first game will tell us. Obviously, it will tell us a lot about what's going to be happening going forward in this tournament. Because um, the other two games, Scotland and Czech Republic, like. There, you know, there is truly no excuse. We really should be beating them convincingly. And I'm not, I'm not someone for rotation of a team in a tournament. I think the same team should play every damn game. Um, and I think Grealish, it's for to me, should play every single game of the tournament. Mm. Um, no excuses, really. I, I, Wait, I, I do agree. I do like to play. I do like to win those first two games and 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 play the Gash Boys game three. Like that. <laughs> that, that that makes me happy. Maybe <laughs> for, for the squad harmony, you know, you, you bring in, and I think you know the only reason why he wouldn't be undraftable uh, to me, for my, if I was picking a team, is because we've got so many good other options as well, which could offer something different. You know, Rashford's very direct, great player. Sterling, as much as we we like to hate on him, does offer something very different. Um, we even talked about Sancho, bloody hell, like you know these 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 guys are all very different. I think Sancho is a bit more similar to Grealish, yeah, um, than yeah. the other two. But he's just not, he's just nowhere near that level, I think, right now. I don't think Sancho did enough the other day. I really wanted him to play incredibly mm. in that warm-up game. I thought, I thought he had a chance to play his way into the team. Mm. Um, but I don't think he did enough. He came inside, hit the crossbar, lovely shot. Yeah. So flashes of really good quality, but not enough, not enough for me. No, when Grealish is in, I really like talking about Jack Grealish, to be fair. But when mm. he is, when he's really on his game, I think it was the Belgium game where he was like doing flicks. He the game just seems to like run through him basically. The game everything's going through him. Everything he does is coming off. It's just such a joy to watch. Um, and I hope hope we get to see that um, at this tournament because it's so entertaining to watch as an England fan and as a football fan. But yeah, nice little preview here, guys. I've enjoyed this one. Really looking forward to the game tomorrow. We should be reviewing it at some point. 
um, on either like Monday or Tuesday. So I'm looking forward to doing that. And yeah, come on England. But till next time, Ed in the bottom. Nice to see you, mate. Nice long time, long time no see on this on this channel here. Yeah, nice. It's, it's definitely good to be back. <laughs> um, yeah, love it, love it. And Temmy, at least, good to see you. Come on, England. It's coming on. Come on, England. And if you love England, or not even loving, if you love the team, and you want the team to, be, to win, <laughs> you know, like the podcast, share it with your mates, um, rate it, review it, and we will see you in the next one. Come on, England. Yeah!